The Andy Griffin Show, the number one talk show in St. George, starring Andy Griffin. Morning, everybody. Once again, happy Veterans Day to you, and uh, thank you so much to all the veterans that serve to help protect our freedoms here in the good old U.S. of A. Uh, I'm going to have a little bit of a Veterans Day tribute coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Do, do want to spend a couple of minutes talking about an interesting experience I had on Friday night. And uh, we'll have a little bit of open lines, too, here in the next uh, 15 minutes. Uh, the Vibrant You Show coming up at 9.30, the bottom of the hour here. So we've got a few minutes to talk about a couple of things. Uh, okay, Friday night, uh, I uh, traveled to Park City uh, and did a high school football game, Snow Canyon at Park City. It was a great game, good contest at Park City. Unfortunately, Park City uh, was able to beat uh, Snow Canyon 14-10 to 10 was the final score, so Park City moves into the semifinals. And uh, as part of my job uh, with, uh, with with broadcasting football games, uh, I'll show up early to the game. Uh, actually, rewind a little bit. Er- early in the week, I think it was last Tuesday, I called uh, Park City High School, and I got a hold of their athletic director. I said, uh, yes, sir, I, I'm, I'm coming to broadcast uh, Snow Canyon Park City game, and uh, I'm going to do it uh, do it on the air back in St. George. And uh, I'm just wondering if you have you know maybe one spot in the press. I'm by myself, one spot in the press box, and I can broadcast the game back to St. George. And uh, he said, well, unfortunately, our press box is really small, and we don't have room for you in the press box. I said, well, okay. Okay, what about on top of the press box? He said, well, you know, the, we, we have a little area there on top of the press box, but that's pretty much for coaches. And he says, I'll, I'll do this for you. Though. We have a couple of landings. On either side of the press box, there's like a landing, and uh, we'll put you in one of those, uh, on one of those landings if you'll bring your own table and chairs, and, and uh, we'll, we'll hook it with some power, and we'll, we'll get it going. So you know, not, not the best, not ideal, really. For, for doing a broadcast, but better than nothing. Uh, I've, I've done games where I've been down, like, down on the front row and in, in the middle of the crowd and stuff like that. So I thought, well, the landing, at least it's, it's, up, it's up high, and I'll be able to see the field. No big deal. So I get, get to Park City on Friday, a couple hours before the game, and I find the athletic director. And I said, all right, where, where would you like me? He said, well, we have two landings up there. The one to the, on the left of the press box uh, uh, is... Uh, you know, they have some cameras and stuff there, but uh, but you can sit up there. That'll be a lot less traffic than on the right side of the press box. And so I was like, all right, I'll go, I'll go check it out. So I go up there, and the, the, the left side of the press box, outside the landing, on the outside of the press box, it's got cameras and, and little, I don't know, dish things that, that broadcast the signals of the, to the, for the coaches, uh, you know, their headsets and all that stuff. And so I was like, well... There's not really a ton of room. I could squeeze in here, and then I, you know, the camera guy wouldn't have any room. And the, you know, we tried moving the little broadcasting, and we got reprimanded by one of their coaches. So I said, "All right, I'll go on the right side." And and so I, I went over to the uh, to the other radio crew who's inside the press box, and I said, "They told me not to really set up on this side because there's a lot of traffic on this side. Is that true?" And the radio guy says, "No, no one uses this this side of the of the you know this this door, and, and so there's no no traffic." So I felt pretty assured that, okay, if I'm on this side of the press box, uh, outside the press box on the landing, it uh, doesn't sound like there's going to be a lot of traffic, so I'll be able to set up. So fast forward about an hour and a half later as the game's uh, getting ready to start. Uh, I've got my little spot there in the press box. My son is with me. He's, he's, just, he's, kinda, he's my, uh, my, uh, my pack mule and my, my bodyguard, I guess you would call it, for the games. Not, not going to be on the air with me, but I, I get ready and... Uh, as I as I'm starting the broadcast, 
the landing fills up with guys. And these are all middle-aged guys, approximately, approximately my age, maybe slightly younger. And uh, their boys are on the football team, apparently. And uh, there's, I, I would say, uh, this landing would hold maybe 10 people, and there were 12 of us on the landing, including me and my son and all these dads who were standing up uh, and, and, and want to watch a game. I guess they're too nervous. They can't sit down with their families and watch a game. So I'm like, well, it's crowded, but you know what? you got to do what you got to do. So I start my broadcast, and uh, about, uh, I don't know, a few minutes in, five, ten minutes in, I start, I start hearing this guy. He's, it's one of the dads, and he has located my crowd mic, and he has decided that he doesn't like what I'm saying. Uh, you know, and obviously I'm doing the game from the Snow Canyon perspective, but I'm usually pretty fair. I play it pretty, pretty well down the middle when I do broadcast, but I must have said something he didn't like because he starts not only uh, mocking whatever I say, but then he starts swearing. And when I say swearing, I'm not talking about the, the, the words you hear on a farm. I'm talking about the big ones, the ones you hear in a rated R movie. And, uh, so my son, who's not on the air, but he sees what's going on. In fact, I might have said something on the air like, uh, well, these, uh, these, I'm pretty sure I said classless Park City fans are making it hard to do this broadcast. Uh, but my son decides, okay, I'm going to try to get between this guy and the crowd mic. Because this guy is, you know, he's, he's saying words on the radio that are not allowed. I mean, if FCC, you know, heard that we had broadcast him across, I don't, I don't know how. I mean, I was, I was consumed in in broadcasting. Yeah, I was very focused, but you know, I did hear him saying some things that were not, not anything a grown a grown adult should use. Uh, certainly not on the radio. So my son tries to wedge his way in between the guy and the crowd mic. Well, as soon as my son made contact, and he didn't push him with his hand, or he just kind of wedged, you know, just kind of almost like getting a rebound. He kind of just wedged in front of him slightly. The guy lost it. He starts just every word in the book. He's got his finger up in my son's, uh, my son's face, just cussing away at him. And I, in the meantime, I'm live on the air. The game is going on. I'm live on the air. There's nothing I can do except just continue my broadcast. And I'm wondering if this guy or if my son is going to throw a punch because they're getting pretty heated. And I can tell you this, this is, uh, I have three sons. This is the mellowest of the three. Had it been either of my other sons, there probably would have been a developing situation, as they say. Anyway, uh, so I finally go to commercial break and I rip my headset off and I, I, kind of lean over and I say, look, sir, this is a professional radio broadcast. You just use the F word on the air, uh, which could cost you and me a lot of money. I said, you, you, you don't understand. I have sponsors who have paid for this broadcast and you are ruining the broadcast by being immature and talking into my crowd, mic. And I need you to move over. Well, that just got him going a little further and using more of those words that I don't use that most grown adults don't use. He started going on and on and on. And finally, after he went off for a few minutes, and I kind of argued back as best I could. Uh, this little mousy guy, got to be maybe five, six, 130 pounds, just this little guy. And I noticed he's wearing a, a, a stocking cap. It was cold there. He's wearing a, a, a beanie, as they say. And... Leaking out the side of his beanie is his long hair, which kind of curtails into a ponytail out the back. So we're talking about a 50-year-old guy. We're not talking about an 18-year-old or a 23-year-old. We're talking about a 50-year-old guy because that, that hair that it leaked through was, was uh, intermingled brown and gray. 
So he wedges his way in between me and this, this hothead Park City fan. And, uh, you know, the first thing he says is something to the effect, now you boys just settle down. And uh, I'm like, all right, well, I'm just, I'm just trying to explain that this is a professional broadcast and he can't act like that, especially into my crowd, Mike. And the guy says, well, I need you both to settle down. And I said, oh, okay, well, I'm, I'm not angry. I'm, I'm settled. And he goes, you know what, sir? I'm starting to feel very intimidated right now. I'm feeling very uncomfortable with this situation. And I said, what, are you kidding? I said, of course, the, the situation's uncomfortable, but that's not. He goes, you know, I, I, I'm feeling threatened. I, I just feel like we, we need to, we need to uh, calm the situation down. I'm feeling very intimidated, physically intimidated. And I was like, okay, well, my 60-second break is over, so I'm going to grab my headset and get back out in the air. Uh, and... I got to tell you, folks, I've run into hotheads. Oh, yeah. I mean, almost every game you run into a hothead. You know, it just happens. But this is the first time that I have run headlong straight right into a snowflake, a a flaming Park City liberal, a guy who, instead of dealing in reality and, and trying to maybe help diffuse the situation, and he said, I feel uncomfortable and intimidated right now. Now, I, I wasn't, I didn't raise a fist. I wasn't shoving anybody. I was, it was just this guy in a very crowded uh, football stadium telling me that he felt uncomfortable. And that was my, that was maybe my first close-up experience with a snowflake. <laughs> uh, it was, a, it was an interesting ball game. So the rest of the ball game, there, there really isn't a, a very good ending to the rest of this story. The rest of the ball game, uh, my son was able to, pretty much stay in that spot next to the crowd mic. I actually left the crowd mic off the rest of the game because I didn't want I didn't want any, anything to happen. And and because I was somewhat in the crowd, um you can hear the crowd anyway. Uh I will say this, the, the hothead, the one positive that the hothead said was, well if you didn't want to deal with us, you shouldn't be here in the crowd. And I will say this, I agree with him. And and, and my criticism there is to the to the uh, Park City administration, that press there was room in that press. It would have been tight, but there was room, and there was room on top of the press box. They could have very easily fi- found a spot for me to set up away from the crowd, out of the crowd. And I was, I was actually really uh, kind of, you know, as much as I didn't agree with what the hothead guy was doing, uh, I was, I was disappointed that that Park City didn't make it a little better situation. And uh, anyway, to, to wrap up the story, uh, after the game, after the, the, they got a hold uh, late in the game and, and ended up running the clock out. In the last minute or so as they're running the clock out, the, those two guys and the rest of the dads pretty much left the landing. And uh, as I go to commercial break at the end of the game, so I have like a two-minute break before the post-game show, uh, this guy, this, this lady and her husband come up to me who kind of witnessed the whole thing, and she said, I just want to say that I apologize. Neither one of those guys represent who Park City is, and uh, the, the one guy is the biggest hothead in town, and we just want you to know that Park City does have class. It's just that uh, it, it, he, didn't por- he didn't portray that, and we're really, really sorry. So that was kind. I also got a call uh, after the game from the athletic director, and from uh, one of the officials at the Utah High School Activity Association saying that that was an unacceptable situation, which I agree, it was. Uh, and, and so that was, that was very kind of them. But I just thought you guys would like to know about my 
run in headfirst with a snowflake. It is Veterans Day, December or November 11th. I have this short tribute uh, honoring Veterans Day. Let us pray this Veterans Day in the name of those who have fallen in this country's wars. Those who live today remember those who do not. Those who know freedom remember today those who gave up life for freedom. Americans are united in sending one message. We honor your service. We are inspired by your sacrifice, and you have our unyielding support. America is a force for hope in the world because we are a compassionate people. And some of the most compassionate Americans are those who have stepped forward to protect us. We must keep faith with all who have risked life and limb so that we might live in freedom and peace. Thank you, God. But I think it most appropriate that we recall the contribution and the sacrifice which so many men and their families have made in order to permit this country to now occupy its present position of responsibility and freedom. Today and always pledges itself to their eternal memory. Thank you. God bless you. And let me throw my... uh my thoughts too to those of uh, President Ronald Reagan. Thank you and God bless you to the veterans who have served our country and served our country so well. Thank you for our freedom.